What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash tales from tech support. Well, actually, it's tech support that I plucked from around the web. The uh, tech support subreddit has kind of dried up a little bit and is sitting stagnant. It's midweek, and there still isn't much to go off of, so we're just going to find it wherever we can. Also, I don't know if you've noticed, um, I've started uploading a couple of YouTube shorts out of some of our stories and uh, the first one worked out pretty well. The second one, I'm using a little bit of AI to help pluck stories out of existing videos uh, to make shorts with. And it's all right. I wish I could get the preview to look a little different when it you know, transfers over to like uh, Twitter or something like that. But if you ended up here because of a short, do me a favor. Let me know in the comments down below. Uh, I'd really like to know. I don't know. I don't know if any of this is going to work. Uh, my crowd's a little bit different than the average crowd, which is great, which is what we want. But I also like to play around with new stuff, and the uh, the AI was just calling to me. Seriously, it's creepy. I'm sorry, Dave. Anyway, and uh, figured I'd give it a shot. All right, let's do some tech support. My story with HP. Several months back, I picked up an HP Color LaserJet 2600N for the office. Nice printer. Gets the job done, except for the fact that mine had an annoying issue. Whenever I print something in color, anything with blue in it, the color blue, purple, and various other shades, lost color for about an inch gap vertically all the way up the sheet of paper, starting about an inch from the right side of the page. In other words, for one inch of the page, the blue toner simply doesn't function. The printer is under warranty, so I call HP. First call was mostly as expected. I talk with the nice lady who takes down the details, gives me a case number, then passes me on to some Indian guy for some real help. The Indian guy is obviously working through a pre-written troubleshooting flowchart. He guides me through some diagnostic tests with the printer, etc. In the end, he blames the printer. He says the printer is causing the toner to not properly be applied to the area of the page. I would have thought the toner was the more likely issue, but I went with it, especially because HP offered to send me a replacement printer via FedEx at no charge. They would even pay for the return shipping of my original printer back to them. I had to secure it with a credit card to make sure I didn't keep the new printer, but that's fine. Then the fun part began. The first printer's on its way and gets delivered, in quotes. Well, at least that's what FedEx says. Problem is, I have no printer and HP did not require a signature confirmation. So FedEx says, we delivered it. And I call HP and I said, I ain't got no printer, dude. So they take it up with FedEx and in the meantime, send me printer number two. Printer number two does arrive. Much to my dismay, however, the printer is smashed. The front cover hinge is broken and the paper tray underneath the unit is in a few pieces. At this point, I'm more frustrated with FedEx. Can't those asshats deliver a damn printer correctly? So I call HP and tell them the second printer arrived in bits and pieces. They tell me to email them pictures of the damage and send it back, and they'll overnight a third printer to me. At this point, I have four laser printers involved with this thing. The one I bought, the one FedEx delivered to the Tooth Fairy, the one that got busted, and the one being sent overnight delivery. So I pack up the broken printer to send it back. The new one arrives. I set it up. Put my toners into it, plug it in, run the test print. The damn thing does exactly the same thing. Ah! So I call HP again. By the way, their number is 1-800-474-6836. I have it memorized now. And tell them the scoop. By the way, this is probably an old number, so I would check before you call that number for any kind of HP help. We start troubleshooting again. He asked me the weight of the paper I use. I didn't know. It's just Staples paper. What the hell? Next, he tells me to unplug the printer from the surge protector and plug it directly into the wall. Problem is that that is a colossal pain in the butt since I have no empty plugs near the printer. Besides, the printer's on. How the hell could the electrical cause this thing to not print in blue? He insists. I accidentally unplug the whole desk trying to comply and end up powering off my phone while I'm talking with him. 
Good thing is that he called me back about 10 minutes later. He then has me run a new diagnostic test on the printer. It does the same thing, no blue. He says it must be the toner. Well, duh. It's nice of HP to go to the more obvious route after running through three printers for me. When all was said and done, the new toner fixed my problem. It was the more obvious solution, but we went through a lot of effort to get to that point. My evaluation? FedEx, you got serious issues. One printer is off in deep space somewhere. I have no idea. The other one got all busted up, probably by some FedEx employee trying to play basketball with a laser printer. As for HP, their service was actually pretty good. However, I think they misdiagnosed this thing from the start, and the guy was going through some really stupid potential causes before arriving at the obvious. And from a business standpoint, if this is any indication, they're throwing a huge amount of money out the window due to these problems. HP is out two printers, one missing, one broken, and may lose value on the third because it's now technically a used printer. Is this just the cost of doing business? Well, actually, OP, it is the cost of doing business. Uh, for bigger corporations like that, it's cheaper for them to do what they're doing than it is to do the common sense approach that you and I would do because we got to watch our pennies. And actually, big corporations are kind of like insurance companies. Everything they do is a gamble and they're, they're betting. Okay, how many people are going to, how many average returns are we going to get out of each model of each type of item that we sell? 1%, 3%, 5%. And they kind of weigh those out and... Honestly, they've already made their money. They're trying to make you happy because they still want you as a future customer. But overall, they know that they've already made their money and then some, and it's okay. I will say, though, for us, the average slob, it is a little frustrating to <laughs> go through some of these exercises knowing, knowing that that's not the problem. And, you know, you're trying to be nice and play along and, you know, get along well with others. And then you hear something like that and it's like, no, no. What do you mean plug it into a different plug? It's already on. It's got power. It's not like, you know, I don't know. Can low power actually cause any of those issues? I mean, if it had low power, would it either not come on or burn up or something like that? Or, you know, sort of like when you have a brownout in your house, you know, you have electricity to your house, but it's not quite enough to power everything. And if you run certain things on it, it could really damage your equipment. Is that the case here? Anyway, like I said, you guys are smarter than I am. So uh, let me know down below. Escalate immediately. This is the story of a technological whiz kid's first ever call to tech support. My school had a copy of Maya that I was supposed to be installing, but the activation wouldn't work. Finally realized that my user didn't have privileges to internet access, so I got access and tried again. Fail because the previous install had failed and I had no idea where the registry keys that made it know that were hidden. Wiped computer clean, OS install, new install of product. Did I mention it had never been opened? Finally get to activation screen and go to enter product key. Should be a sticker on the CD, it says. And it's gone. I take the CD out. No activation key sticker on a brand new CD. I check the packaging and CD case several times for hours. I finally determine new user error and try to activate manually with a telephone call. Numbers not in service. I search the web for similar problems. I check packaging for the product website. I check the website for technical support link. No link. I use my godly powers on Google to site www.thatstupidsite.com, search for tech support. It's in something like product specs or a related page. Idiots. I call that number. Support, this is blank. Me, my product activation won't work. Support, this is user tech support. You need product tech support. Here's the number. Call them. Support, this is blank. Me, my product activation won't work. Support, did you get to the activation screen? Me, yes. Support, all right, I want you to write down the numbers on the CD. Me. Uh, there are no numbers. Support. Are you sure? Me. Yes. Support. Is it on the package? Me. 
No. This continues for a while. Support. I don't know. Can I put you on hold while I get someone who knows more? Me. Okay. There's lots of talking in the background. Then there's waiting room music. 30 minutes passes. Yeah, I really sat listening for that long. Then I decide to hang up. The next day, I call the same support, hoping to get a different person. Support. Hello, this is... This is me. I called yesterday about a problem with activation. Support. Who helped you out? Me. Uh, support. Okay, well, let me see if I can help. Go through the same routine. Now you know it's a script. Support. I don't know. Let me get my supervisor. Me. Okay. More noisy background talk. More music. Some more minutes pass. Support. Hello, are you there? Me. Yep. Support. Sorry that took so long. We're really busy today. I'm going to transfer you now, so if you could just wait a minute. More music and more waiting. Head of support. Hello, how can I help you? Me. My product activation won't work. Same script. Head of support. Well, we can send you an activation number in the email. Me. Okay. Head of support. Alright, well, I need you to send an email with your MAC address to this address, and you'll get a reply with the code. Me. Okay. Thank God I knew how to find the MAC address because they probably didn't. I send the email and no reply. I call them and find out that even the underlings know about this process and it's not all to reply, so it might take a few days. Finally, I receive the email with an activation that is four digits too short. Call support about the error and find out that they have no idea. Please try this number, the same support number I called them with. I get a support rep and go through how I've been at it for over a week, four hours a day on the phone and more online on forums, and I just want a solution. They take pity and give me nothing. He then asks me why I'm installing the software. Because I want to use it and my school needs the copy they bought installed? Apparently high school were the magic words because I got a business class support extension. Conveniently not an option on the support menu. I called this number and he created a profile of my case and the known problems, etc. Now we're getting somewhere. Business support. I need you to write down this ID number. This will transfer all the information on the problem to the support personnel. Okay. I get a lengthy wait to some support and they take my number and walk through everything I've already done, including the email. I tell them the number was too short. They say, please try the email again. I try it. Takes a day this time. It's the same number. I call back and tell a new support who conveniently doesn't need to go through the script. And he has no idea, so he gives me the extensions extension to the head of business support. This guy tells me that he has no idea. He starts hashing through the script again, and I start answering exactly the same, but something about the length of the key being short tips him off to ask which version I have. He then tells me that the version I have isn't supported by them, as that was when Alias still owned the software. Okay, so what happens? He tells me I should talk to the people at this number. We're no longer main support, we are no longer user support, we are no longer product support, we are no longer business class support, we are now corporate headquarters main office. I call and have the longest wait for any ringtone ever. Then I get the waiting room music that reminds me of the people with red hats. The main office responds finally with a funny accent and pretty much asks what the hell I'm calling their office for. <laughs> and I tell them I was referred by head of support of business class with a case file ID, etc. I get a pause and some typing and he responds, I don't think we can solve this. The old company no longer exists and we would have to ask the programmers. Okay, can you do that? I'm afraid that's not possible, he says. It was made over four years ago and they're not currently with the company. Okay, so what happens? Well, I can take it back because it has no key and I bought it from a retailer instead of them. 
So I check the retailer and find out they've lost records from that far back so they can't make a refund. So all in all, I spent a month on the phone for four hours or more nearly every day, and I'm glad it was a high school problem because Maya cost several grand, and I realized later that the last phone number wasn't a support number with an extension. It was the country code and number for their office in France. This story is real and I apologize for the length, but trust me, this is really short compared to a month of conversation. Moral of the story? Number one, ask to be leveled up first. Number two, ask for a case ID. Number three, don't call support in the first place. <laughs> so, I've been there, but I, I was starting to pick something up through the story, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like OP had like new old stock or something. The school bought this, or you bought it for the school at a retailer? How long ago did you buy it? Because you made it sound like it was bought a long time ago. And now you're just now trying to install it. I don't know. Of course, a lot of those software companies like uh, Microsoft, I've had issues with their stuff and I had old stuff and was working for the Board of Ed. And they sent me the whole suite on disk before this was before 365. They sent me the whole suite on disk, uh, updated new product key, all that stuff that was tied to our school. And it didn't it didn't charge them anything extra. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know. I just knew I had problems and rather than beat around the bush and go through eight different people, I decided to call directly and got a resolution. I'm just surprised that this company didn't actually send you a new version and say, yeah, you know what? Toss that one or send it back to us and we'll send you the new disc with the new key and uh, we'll go from there because just like HP, they've already made their money. It's not like, you know, it's not like they're really losing out, but unless you pirated the disc, but I'm pretty sure even then that they had safeguards in place. Maybe. No warranty. You're on your own. My Dell PC went black just before its warranty expired. <laughs> so I called tech support. They sent a guy to my place three times, but the problem wasn't solved. Yeah, he finished up the first two times and went home while my Dell still didn't work. He installs a new motherboard, hard drive, video card, etc. Finally, the guy's working on my computer, calling Dell, and he says, they want you to send it to them. So I ship it across the country. Eventually, I start getting calls from a guy at Dell who's trying to fix it. He can't figure it out. At one point, he actually says, I think you have too many programs on it. <laughs> Another time, he calls me at 6 a.m. to discuss the matter, forgetting the three-hour time difference. Two and a half months later, I finally hear that my computer's fixed, and they send it back to me. When I get it, I don't have an operating system. I can't load windows onto it, so they send a tech guy to my home. He brings a whole box of parts, drives, CPU, motherboard, etc., and literally rebuilds my Dell PC. Finally, it works, but it's been bashed in transit, and when I call Dell about this, they say, contact the shipper, and your Dell is now out of warranty, you're on your own. So three months without my Dell, and then I'm on my own. I think I've told this story on this channel before, but I had an issue with a Dell laptop. Uh, I used to buy my wife's computers for them. For a little while, Dell was pretty decent, and we had a thing for Dell because why not? You know, if we're going to have a few laptops and computers, might as well have pretty much the same brand across the board. In my eyes, it makes things easier when I'm working on things. Of course, I didn't know that Windows is Windows is Windows, but whatever. Anyway, her laptop just kept glitching and glitching and glitching, and we were coming up close to the warranty. Well, nobody could help me. So finally, I'm, I don't know, I'm at my wit's end and I'm, I'm scrolling around online, searching the problems that I was having. And all of a sudden I come across this website that says problems with your Dell, call this number. So I figured what the hell have I got to lose? I went ahead and called that number. It was Michael Dell's corporate office in Texas. And, uh, I did, I think I left a message actually. 
No, I'm stupid. It was an email. I'm sorry. It was an email address to Michael Dell's corporate office or corporate team. I sent the email, then got a call back the next morning from somebody in Michael Dell's office, some, some assistant somewhere in his office. I'm pretty sure it wasn't his own personal assistant, but close enough. Anyway, this assistant says, well, we're very sorry to hear about your troubles and blah, blah, blah. So I, I explained everything again. I didn't go through quite as much as this guy did because I didn't have the leisure of having that much time to deal with this because if you've ever had a pissed off wife whose computer didn't work, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So anyway, I went through the whole rigmarole with this person, this assistant, and uh, they said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Go ahead and take off as much personal information as you can off of this system, format the drive, blah, 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 told me what to do to get our personal stuff off of there. And they said, uh, we'll have a new laptop to you by tomorrow. I was shocked. and I didn't believe them, quite honestly. And uh, sure enough, the next day when I get home from work, my wife's standing there smiling. There's a box sitting on the dining room table and it says Dell on it. They overnighted a brand new laptop and they didn't have the old version. So they up, it was like the Dell Inspiron 1505 or something like that. And they sent the next upgraded version from that. And uh, I was able to get all of our files transferred over and everything, reformatted the other drive, put this old laptop in the new laptop's box and shipped it back to them. They told me where to ship it so that they could dissect it or autopsy it or whatever. What What is an autopsy for electronics? Huh. I'll have to look that up. Anyway, so yeah, and never had a problem with that laptop ever until it was end of life, of course. But, you know, it went through its normal life, no problem. So I count myself very lucky with that one. Mm. Make it beep. This one I found hilarious. Tech support. Okay, let's try looking at your bios. Me. All right. Tech support. Reboot your computer, and when it's coming up, hit F1 as many times as you can. Me. Can I just hit it once? Tech support. No, your computer should start beeping. I want to make sure it beeps. Me. All right, it beeped. BIOS came up a while ago. Tech support. Okay, let's walk through some things. He proceeded to do nothing more than confirm there was nothing wrong with my BIOS. He had me reboot again, and of course, I got the same error message. Tech support. Okay, let's try BIOS one more time. Me. All right. Tech support. Now, when it's rebooting, I want you to hit the F1 key as many times as you can. It has to beep for this to work. Me. I really don't think my computer beeping has anything to do with the problem. Tech support. I think I know a little more about computers than you do, ma'am. Me. All right, fine. I'm hitting it. My computer's beeping. Tech support. I don't believe you. Me. Excuse me? Tech support. I think you're lying. I need you to hit it as many times as you can. This is very important. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> okay. I understand the whole F1 to get the BIOS and everything. And generally speaking, you don't have to hit it fast. You know, you just tap it a few times as things are firing up and it goes to BIOS. It's not a big deal. I don't remember my machines. Well, maybe maybe a couple of my PCs beeped. Actually, the laptops might have too, but I mean, you really don't have to hammer on your computer to get it to do things. Some people just go way overboard with this stuff. Mayo or mustard? Customer. When my computer boots up, all I get is a black screen that says boot to forward slash. Customer support. What operating system are you using? Me. I'm using Windows 98 and NT 4.0. Tech support. Okay, I'm the Mac tech. The Windows tech is gone, but I can try to help you. Me. Okay, what should I do? I've reformatted the hard drive and have fresh installs of both operating systems. Tech support. Sir, have you put any cheese or mustard in your drive? What? Me. What? Did you ask me if I put cheese or mustard in my floppy drive? Tech support. Yeah, we've had that happen a lot lately. 
Customer staring blankly at roommate who was laughing uncontrollably on the floor. I think I'll wait for the PC tech to get back. Thanks for the help. Click. Okay. Two things. One, I can't believe that many people were putting cheese and or mustard in any drives on their computer, laptop, Apple, whatever. And two, what a strange question to ask, even if there was a small rash of things like that going on. The guy must have been yanking your chain just to get off the line or to have a laugh at your expense. I don't know. <laughs> have any of you ever heard that question in your life? Was there some big epidemic of people shoving cheese and mustard into their computers way back when? I don't know. Let me know down below. Alright guys, thanks for sharing a little bit of your day with me today. I hope you enjoyed these stories, and if you did, you know what to do. And if you didn't, like I've said before, you stayed through the whole video, so thanks anyway. Alright, till the next one, we'll see you.